Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now more of the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. Ryan Gorman here with Dana McKay and James Berlander. And now let's talk some Florida politics with the publisher of Florida politics, Peter Shorsch. You can find all of his work and all of his team's reporting and sign up for the Sunburn newsletter so you get the latest in your inbox every morning at floridapolitics.com. And you can follow him on X at Peter Shorsch FL. So, Peter, some of the bills that I've seen proposed during this legislative session just have me shaking my head. I mean, a ban on lab-grown meat, as if that's what most Floridians are thinking about and are concerned about these days. Are they doing anything that actually matters to the people of Florida up there in Tallahassee? I would say it's probably the least productive session in the last couple of years. If you remember, um, I think like when I would talk to you about session, I would say the one word you could use to describe what was going on was consequential. Whether you agreed with what was being done depends on your political uh your political viewpoints, but you couldn't say yeah. that the that things that were being accomplished weren't shifting a lot of resources, right. uh, school choice, et cetera. That's not the case right now. It seems like this is definitely a you know situation where the governor didn't have a lot of priorities. He's trying to catch up with a, kind of like a daily or every other day press conference. But, you know, right now we are at, you know, day 30. We're halfway through the legislative session. A lot of deadlines are kicking in about, if a bill isn't referred to a committee meeting by so-and-so, it said um, budget uh, amendments have to be filed by so-and-so. There's a lot of little days that start popping up around day 40, day 50. And so you can see the decision coming to an end, probably not going to be a lot accomplished. But I will say critics of the Florida legislature uh, are probably not going to complain about that. So of all the things lawmakers are working on during this session, is there anything that you think is pretty consequential? So I'm, I've been tracking the social media ban for youth. House Bill 1 uh, It's the priority of Paul Renner. Um, and it would basically say that, you know, anybody under 16 would not be able to use social media, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, et cetera. It's, I, I, I cannot see that bill standing up in court, and neither can Ron DeSantis, who kind of spoke against it. But, you know, I think there was a really big moment last week when Mark Zuckerberg in front of a U.S. Senate panel gets up and apologizes to the parents of children who have been harmed by social media. So there's like some sort of consensus that, hey, we really need to do something about it. I think I saw a tweet from somebody that said, hey, if we put out like social media right now, it's like what it's like handing a pack of cigarettes to kids. And so this is that generation's fight. Um, again, I don't think it's going to stand out to court. But at the end of the day, it may become the most consequential bill that pops out of this legislature. We're joined by the publisher of Florida Politics, Peter Schorsch, talking about the legislative session. Are there any priorities that look promising at the beginning of session that a couple of weeks in now aren't looking so good? Yeah, well, there's one that kind of makes it look like, you know, Governor DeSantis is still is starting to have a hard time with this legislature. Over the weekend, a um, a bill that would have allowed slots at the kind of iconic Fountain Blue Hotel in South Florida. It was something that he had pushed for. 
Um, that seems to have fallen apart, and it's kind of an indi- indication that, hey, maybe the governor doesn't get everything he wanted. The, 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 the owner of the Fountain Blue had donated to Governor DeSantis' campaign. His staff had met with legislators, had pushed for it, and that kind of died over the weekend. And so we're starting to see some of those bills where the governor's not always getting uh, what he wants out of this legislature. And what about the budget? Anything notable happening there? Well, I'll give you two budget storylines. Number one, there's just less money there because the federal spigot post-COVID, post-pandemic has, uh, is coming to an end. And so the governor has asked budget writers to save $4 billion off of the budget. So there's a lot of, there is a lot of crunching in Tallahassee that is upsetting a lot of the appropriations lobbyists. I think one thing that you might, this may be a glimmer of, of, of progress is Senator Jen Bradley, uh, North Florida, Clay County, I think she's proposing something like an extra $100 million for the next 30 years for Florida prisons, which um, literally are crumbling. I know nobody really wants to advocate for it. I bet you Jeff Brandis will come on. Uh, he'll call in later and, and tell you that it is a good idea. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's not sexy, but it's something where, gosh, we really need to do something about these uh uh, dilapidated prisons that we have in Florida. And so that may be, a, I don't want to say the good news because it's giving good news to prisons a great story now, but it is, it is a sign of some progress out of this legislature. Well, and I will say it is good news for those who have to work in those prisons, including our, our national guard here in Florida, because our department of corrections is so understaffed. Yeah. I mean, we, and this is it's a story everywhere. And Ron DeSantis has proposed literally no money for, uh, Department of Corrections infrastructure, um, but that creates very dangerous situations uh, in these prisons. I think we had some incidents at Coleman, which is near us. South Florida, the prisons are just—I mean, they're—they're they're heartbreaking already to begin with. But you know, as the man says, if you measure a society by how they treat their uh, inmates and their prisoners, and Florida has a, a lot uh, left lacking there. And so, kudos to those—you know—it is something Senator Brandis, our friend, has kind of pushed uphill. For the you know before he got out of there, and now it seems like the ball is being carried forward. Have you heard anything on some of the issues that are affecting the the finances of so many Floridians? Whether it's property insurance, car insurance, health care, those kinds of issues. Uh, how about next week? <laughs> What about, let me throw another one out at you, one that, that I often mention here on the show, the Department of Children and Families, you know, the most vulnerable kids in the state. Uh, any more resources headed in their direction to help with those issues, the understaffing, uh, the overworking of people who are, again, supposed to be looking out for kids who have nobody else looking out for them? Um, I'll give you like a little bit of a micro scoop that I haven't fleshed out 1000% yet, but I do have a source, uh, inside DCF, um, who has, who messaged me last week and said that basically DCF staff has been kind of ordered or highly recommended or what have you that they need to start working overtime to clear the log before the feds come in and take action. There is definitely, a, 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 again, I, I'm, I'm speaking a little bit before I fleshed it all out and reported mm-hmm. it, but I know from uh, talking to a couple of people now, there is um, there are some big problems at DCF. It's kind of a ticking time bomb. Uh, I will see where it's at by February or so. But again, DCF staff, managers, et cetera, have said, listen, we need you to come in and start working. 
overtime to reduce this caseload. Uh, not uh, not enough is being done in that department right now. Yeah. So keep an eye on that going forward. Especially here in the Tampa Bay area. The publisher of Florida Politics, Peter Shorsh. Again, you can find all of his reporting, all of his team's work, and sign up for the Sunburn Newsletter so you get the latest every morning right in your inbox at floridapolitics.com. And you can follow him on X as well at Peter Shorsh FL. Peter, really great stuff this morning. Thanks so much for coming back on. Okay, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. The Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ryan Gorman Show and find us online at RyanGormanShow.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.